Here we go, everybody. Make sure I got everything in order here. Uh, kind of started this a little past six. Uh, but you know, whatever, man. That's the best thing about having creative freedom. You got to go. You get to go to work whenever you want as an artist. If you can call myself that. If I can call myself that. Am I an artist? Let's see. Yeah, I'll take it. Why not? I'm doing it for the people, from the people. Hey, everybody. Curse and blessings. Linda, Rivera, Andre. It's Chrissy, my love. Lavar, Hamisun SR. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast, where we go live every single day ish. I almost didn't go live today. Today was one of those days where I was like, ah, fuck the people. I'm an artist. <laughs> oh, man. But then I had some green tea. The CGC kicked in, the caffeine. And I was like, you know what? Let's go live for the people. So, hi, people. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. All five of you. KMX Link. What's up, guys? How are you? Uh, so in case you guys are brand new to the show, we try to go on every day at six to have fun with you all. The community of comedy fans, not necessarily fans of my work, but just comedy in general. Right. Because I'm not that much of a narcissist. All right. I, I'm, I'm kind enough to admit I'm humble enough. That's the word. I am humble enough to admit that I may not be the best comedian, but God damn it. I love comedy. You know what I love more than comedy? Hanging out with people that love comedy just as much as I do. Because what's funny without having fun? Am I right? And speaking of having fun, last night over at the Red Bar was one for the books. The final show of 2020 on a Monday, because we do have another show happening tonight. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, then you, you should join us over at Sweet Caroline. Okay, it's popping. But anyways, I digress. Last night over at the Red Bar was the last Monday of 2020. And we went out to a crowd. I shouldn't even rat myself out because of COVID. But God damn it, there were a lot of people risking their lives for the sake of <laughs> Oh, Miami doesn't give a fuck. Miami just wants. Oh, Miami just wants to have fun. Oh, Miami just wants to have fun. And so, uh, yeah, the party people are out. We were out. Uh, we all were masked. They were six feet apart, okay? It just didn't look like it. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, CDC guidelines were being enforced. Everybody was sat down in different places. But let's just say that we ran out of seats very, very quickly. And there were so many people laughing. We, we, we were having a ball. I never, I never knew comedians were that funny in Miami. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. No, man, every comedian killed last night. Shout out to the Miami comedy scene for making the last red bar of 2020 a hit. And cause you know, we went through some shit, man. I'll never forget the day uh, of, I'll never forget the last red bar show before the pandemic came. It was around March, I think March 16th. Am I right with that? Let me see. Isn't, does my memory serve me well? Was it March 16th? Oh boy, here we go. March 16th, yes. The day before St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so on March 16th, I'll never forget, I was walking around the Red Bar. The news was coming out. Everybody was still there, even though everybody was like, well, what's this pandemic thing everyone's talking about? And I'll never forget that the red hue of the bar actually made me feel like I was in a submarine that was sinking. 
You guys ever seen a movie with a submarine in it? And then when it gets hit by a torpedo, the red lights come on. That's how it felt like on March 16th at the red bar. I was like, beep, beep, beep. Oh my God, this red all of a sudden feels different. <laughs> and so I'll, that was the last time that we did a comedy show before we had to wait all the way to October to do the next show. And, uh, you know, 2020, of course, for live events was a fucking shitstorm, right? No, no, no events for a long time. But it was good to see the people come out for the last show at the Red Bar at 2020. So if you guys missed it, this is what you missed, man. We were giving out drinks. There were lovely ladies. There were ladies doing ladies night. There were guys doing fellas night. There was the comedians, the best of. All the best comedians showed up. We were back and forth making the people laugh. Even the open micers killed. People just sticking around late at night. Of course, we followed the curfew. We ended the show at 11 like responsible comedians. You would never think you would hear those two words together, but God damn it, we fall. Responsible comedians. We started the show at 9, ended it at 10.45, 10.50, right? Just to play it safe. But anyways, uh, as I was giving out these free drinks, man, you know what I saw? You know what I haven't seen in a long time? A guy wearing preppy clothes, and he was proud of it. This guy just, as I was giving out free drinks, this guy was pretending to be someone that I called out. So this is what I do. I tell the people to follow uh, my Instagram, right? Miami Comedy. And I called the name up and this guy shows up with shorts, you know, creme, creme colored shorts above the knee. <laughs> this guy had a shirt tucked in. It was, it was a short sleeve button up. Shirt tucked in with a belt buckle that looked like, uh, I don't know. It looked like it had, the belt buckle was too big for those shorts, but he was so proud. But what really gave it away that this guy was a prep, that this guy was born with a silver fucking spoon in his mouth was the boat shoes. Guys, let me ask you a question. Why would you ever consider boat shoes to be something fashionable in the city of Miami? Ladies, do you like guys that wear boat? Is that attractive? Is that a sign of success? You would think a sign of success was philanthropy, owning real estate. No, apparently people that are uh, in their 20s and if they're wealthy, they want to wear boat shoes. Hell, the shoelaces aren't even real on boat shoes. <laughs> this guy's just walking up pretending he was going to go get a free drink. I'm like, dude, are those boat shoes? You don't need a free drink. Just tell your parents to buy you a bar. Give it, let's give it to somebody else. <laughs> oh, Miami fashion. You never, you never fail. Miami fashion never fucking fails. It's always underwhelming. You guys remember when Ed Hardy's shirts were amazing? Remember back in the day? Hell, is Ed Hardy still in business? I don't know. But Ed Hardy's shirts were the shit for Miamians. Water boat shoes around women who got that WAP so I don't slip. <laughs> hey, that's, I guess, you know, you've got so much. Hey, you know what? That would have been the great comeback right there, man. What are you doing wearing boat shoes? I got so much drip. I don't want to slip. <laughs> I'm dripping over here. <laughs> You should have seen the way this guy strutted up to the stage to get a free drink the way he did. I'm like, dude, there's no reason why you need a free drink, man. Don't do this. Don't do this to yourself. Can you imagine a whole squad of those kids with their fucking collars popped up, wearing gold chains, just walking around thinking they're hot shit? I don't know. How, where, bro, where do people get that kind of confidence? Is it the scholarship? Huh? 
How do you get the kind of confidence that makes you think that's an appropriate attire? I'll, it just boggles my mind. I've never dressed like that. But whenever I see somebody dressed like that, it's like, dude, what, what kind of life are you li- How sheltered are you? You know what? That's the sure sign that you're sheltered. That's what it is. You're a sheltered individual, right? If you're still dressing like a prep with, uh, what do they call it, pastels? If you got pastel colors on in Miami, you're sheltered, man. You've never taken a bus in Opalaka, <laughs> right? You've never done anything that got your fucking hands dirty. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you want to tell the world you're that soft, yet that wealthy. I don't know. I was talking about this last night, man. You know how Oscar the Grouch has been homeless for a long time, right? So I bet those kids that dress like that, right? Those youngsters out there that are dressed like that, they looked at Sesame Street and they're like, that's right, Oscar. You stay in that trash can where you belong. Us other Muppets, we coming up. <laughs> Leave that man in the trash. He doesn't do a goddamn thing. He's a lazy bastard. People just spelling shit around Oscar the Grouch. Like, Help him out, man. Give him a dollar. Take away his crack pipe. That guy's been in the trash since the 70s. <laughs> yeah, man, Ed Hardy shirts were amazing back in like 2000. Remember that? I, I, bro, I almost bought an Ed Hardy shirt. When I was a confused individual, I was almost going to be walking around with that kind of swagger too. Oh, and the V-necks one, the one, the, the one that's like tissue paper thin, but for some reason it's $100 to wear because some kid got a crayon and drew a, 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 an image of a dragon fucking Buddha. <laughs> I bet that's how the Ed Hardy factories look like. You just open the warehouse doors and it's a bunch of kids with crayons just drawing random shit. Oh, I'm going to draw a, a skull with a snake coming out of its eye. <laughs> or even worse, but some of these Ed Hardy shirts, man, they used to put like these little studs on them so they have like lights like shining out. You know, some guy just looks like a, one of the, well, while he was clubbing, one of the uh, disco balls falls down and he just fucking starts crawling on the ground trying to find the ecstasy pill he dropped. And then when he stands up, he's got all these little shiny things on his shirt. Hey, you know what? I got a great fashion idea. Imagine if we actually did this on purpose on a shitty shirt. (laughs) Yeah, man, Ed Hardy shirts are fucking awful, man. Um, One thing that I do wish I was, uh, I know uh, my trainer and a couple of people I know that go to the gym, they're all sneakerheads. Now, sneakers, for me, they're not worth it. And here's why. Here's my take when it comes to sneakers. Uh, If you scuff them, they're done. Sneakers need to be in pristine order the whole time. Talk about walking on eggshells. If you've got, if you're a sneakerhead and you're walking around with $100 uh, or more of shoes and you got to keep them shits clean, and then when you open up the closet, you got walls and racks and racks of shoes. The kind of lifestyle you've got to live to keep those things clean must really suck, man. You got to wash shoes every time. I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll say it again. The best thing you can ever do, man, is buying, buy boots, fuck sneakers. Sneakers ain't it, man. You scuff sneakers, you're, you're done. I almost got in a fight because I scuffed some guy's shoes when I was a kid. He was an adult. <laughs> you know what? Now that I remember, yeah. All right, I, yeah, I actually just brought, this just came to mind. I remember I was in a field trip. I was at the zoo. I was still like in middle school. And there was an adult. This guy was an adult, right? And he had sneakers on. And me as a child, I accidentally scuffed his sneakers while I was walking with my class. And the adult fucking pushes me, right? And he goes, yo, watch watch the fuck out. (laughs) 
and it was sneakers, like the kind of violence that this guy was about to start with a child over fucking sneakers. It, it just. <laughs> I laugh about it now because it's in the past, but God damn it, that shit was fucking traumatizing, man. This guy was probably in his 30s. He's probably my age. You imagine me walking around with sneakers and a little 10 year old kid fucking scuzzing. Hey, yo, what? Watch the fuck out, bro. Fuck your shit up, you and your classmates. Oh, is this your teacher? Hey, yo, tell your student to watch out, man. I got these shoes the other day. Fuck people up. <laughs> oh, man. Memories. Wow. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, man. Sneakerheads, Ed Hardy, boat shoes. Miami fashion is just underwhelming. I don't get Miami fashion. I never understood it. Miami fashion is probably some of the, it's the worst. It comes and goes. It just comes and then it goes. And then you know what's left? You know what's left behind in Miami fashion? Photos of people reminiscing on how awful your sense of style was. <laughs> Remember this was you in your tap out shirt? Remember when you took a UFC class for like two, two, for like two weeks? Remember when you took a UFC class for two weeks and you decided to wear a whole bunch of tap out shirts? Like this is you. Fuck, what was I thinking? You went through your phase, man. We all go through phases. COVID was created so you can stay six feet away from fresh ass sneakers. <laughs> Sneakerheads during the pandemic, they're right now. They're, they're, they're fucking killing it. All every, every sneakerhead's shoes during the pandemic with the six feet, pristine. Wait until we start going back in groups again. As a matter of fact, I think all sneakerheads are pro they probably don't think the pandemic is a hoax. <laughs> six feet. Hey man. I'm all up for keeping the community safe. Let's go ahead and wear a mask, but most importantly, six feet. Six feet. <laughs> oh, man. Hags, welcome. Uh, D DMA whips. Big Jish. Welcome, guys. You're here riffing on fashion, talking shit. Um, I was hanging out with some friends last night, right? And uh, you haven't seen these guys since high school. You ever had, like, cool high school friends sh uh, show up and you meet up and you're like, oh, yeah, man, you were cool as fuck. Um, you guys know what Eskimo, uh, what is it? Eskimo brothers? What's the name? What do you call somebody that fuss the same people? Eskimo brothers, right? Uh, Eskimo brothers turned their first to men who had sex with the same partner at different points in time. Yeah, Eskimo brothers. All right, so get this. Uh, I had an Eskimo brother. <laughs> it sounds like an orgy already. I had an Eskimo brother over in high school. And uh, for, we kind of looked the same. So, uh and we had like the same sense of humor, kind of, you know, smart guys, you know, a couple of wise guys walking them up and down the hallways, talking shit, roasting, riffing. Uh, so we kind of had the same like vibe going. So like the girls uh, in high school, they liked me and or him at the same time. And then like, you know, I would date one for like <laughs> a year and then we break up and then she'd go to him and then he would be dating someone and then they'd break up and then she would come up, you know, come to me. It was the weirdest thing. But for some reason, we were just like, there was no beef. We would just look at each other and be like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was just fucking ransacking everybody. Anyways, um, so uh, he came to visit me at the show last night. Hey, what's up, man? How you been? We're there talking shit. And uh, he tells me his little adventures in China. Because what he does is he buys, uh, not to mention any names, but he's telling me that there's a way to buy uh, <laughs> drugs on the dark web. Get this, man. Apparently, there's ways that you can use Bitcoin 
to buy drugs on the dark web. And I'm like, first of all, if you, if you take drugs off the dark web, you, you can't say you're not going to take the vaccine. <laughs> the vaccine is mandatory if you take drugs from the dark web. That's number one. And then he goes, oh, no, it's cool, man. These, are, these come from doctors from China. I'm like, that's even worse. The enemy, the people that gave us, supposedly, that gave us the virus, you're now taking drugs from them. It's like, yeah, man, but the thing is, is they're professionals. <laughs> There's certain drugs out there that are analog drugs, and they can send them to America under certain kind of packages. They won't, even, they won't even reprimand you that much if your package gets caught. They just say, this is illegal. Stop buying this stuff. But if it goes through, you now got Adderall. You got fucking blow. You got ecstasy. You got mushrooms. You got fucking LSD. And I'm like, yeah, and you're getting all this from China. Wow. Okay. Now, this is only for him and his recreational use. He's not a dealer or anything like that. This is for him. This is him experimenting during the pandemic or whatever. And so we're just cracking up because this guy's trying to sell me on it. He's like, yeah, dude, just tell us from a professional from China. Yeah, so what are you? I'm going to get pulled over and some guy just shows up, uh, a license and registration. Is that, are those pills on your, on your dashboard? Oh, no, they're from my doctor from China. <laughs> Here's my prescription. And then he opens up the prescription. It's like all in red ink and Cantonese looking like a fucking Chinese food menu. <laughs> oh, yeah. My doctor from China says I could take these ecstasy pills every Saturday night while I'm clubbing. Here you go. <laughs> I was even riffing. I was fucking with him. I was like, hey, yeah. So when you get your package and you open it up, do you get a couple of duck sauce packets? <laughs> Dude, who the fuck takes drugs off the Internet? let alone coming from China. That's crazy. With Bitcoin, just back to back. This guy's living in the future. Tri-County, what's up? Serge Sama. I don't know. I had such a good time talking shit with this guy. But apparently that's a thing. If you guys ever done this, please do let me know what your adventures are like. Okay? Hell, you could probably even tell anyone, like, they try to get you in trouble. It's like, this is Chinese medicine. <laughs> this is this is all natural Chinese medicine, 100%. It's part of my religion, all right? I do this and acupuncture. Uh, according to the records, this is LSD. Yeah, I needed to relax, okay? Um, all right, let's get to the sponsors before we carry on, ladies and gentlemen. Hang on, let me get the, uh, let me get the copy here. So this show is sponsored by my boy, L.U. Venus, who is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him, L.U. Venus, E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at ushadvisors.com. All right, back to the show. So uh, in case you guys haven't been seeing the last couple of episodes, man, I'm trying to find a stool. What's up, Ming Doc? How are you? I'm trying to find a really good stool so that I can put it up here on the studio with me so I can sit down, talk some shit, because I don't know what it is, but when you have a drink in your hand, ideally tea, okay? Uh, two more days left in my sobriety, by the way. Can't wait to stop drinking. Uh, and if you got a stool and you're just leaning back on the stool, it feels like I could just talk more shit, right? I'm in a more prone stance. There's nothing like a shit talker sitting on a stool. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I went to Ikea today. Uh, well, I don't know why it's so difficult to find a stool these days. I've been a Home Depot. I've been a Walmart. Uh, Target. You can't find a fucking stool. You would think a stool would be easily accessible. It's not. It's probably one of the hardest things to find. 
So I, I was like, you know what has it fun? You know where I should go? Ikea, of course. I'm going to go to Ikea. Now, I don't know what your relationship is with Ikea, but for me, me and Ikea, we've been going back and forth for a long fucking time because Ikea is guilty pleasure shopping. Ikea is the kind of place that you know their items are shit, but you still go anyway because there's so many options. The, you know, it's like you're going as an adult. It makes you feel like a kid because the fantasy is in the furniture because you walk in, you look at all the showrooms, you look at the way things are built and you're saying to yourself, wow, my house can look just as good. But you know what? It never does. It never does because that, that furniture is disposable furniture packaged up looking real nice, but it's the fantasy. It's the fantasy of it. It could look, it could look, it might look, it may look, it would look that good in my house. But lo and behold, when you take that package home and you open it up, what do you get instead? Adult Lego blocks and broken dreams. (laughs) Oh my God, the amount of furniture I bought from Ikea that really let me down and yet I still go back. Oh, and the money I spent there. It, it blows my mind to think I keep returning to buy more furniture, but they didn't have a stool. Not the one I wanted. They have fancy looking stools. It's already bad enough that the stuff isn't durable, but even worse to, to name it anything other than a stool. You know, that's how they make it look fancy. They give it names with letters with little circles on them and shit. Like, I don't know how to pronounce that, but I guess it's fancy because it's from Sweden. Then while you're building it, you're so frustrated. You actually start cussing in Swedish. <laughs> what the and, uh, you know, when I, when I had my place in South Beach, one of my biggest fears was like a hurricane coming, right? And then like you get that alert on your phone, beep, a uh, hurricane on the East Coast of Miami, please find shelter. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to find shelter underneath my Ikea furniture. It's fucking over. <laughs> oh, I'm a dead man. If you ever get a tornado warning and you're, and you're surrounded by Ikea furniture, don't even worry about home insurance. Get life insurance. Okay, if you got more than three pieces of Ikea furniture in your house, home insurance is not important anymore. This stuff is disposable. Let it go away. Just get life insurance to look after your family (laughs) because you're not going to make it. There's nothing to hide under. You know what I mean? What's up, Alex? Chris? Ahan? Big Mike 305? We're here here talking about Ikea and how I keep going back. There's just so many pieces, you know. It just takes too much time to to fix and build up. I get tired of it. I remember one time when I was fixing up my apartment, I had my family come help me out. And uh, I bought a whole bunch of Ikea furniture and I'm there building it, right? And then I fell asleep building this chair, uh, right? Because there's so many pieces and, and like, it's just, it looked like a chair when I looked at it at the showroom. But then when I brought it back into the apartment, it, it, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like a, a, an architect is supposed to build this thing. So many parts and nails and pieces and, and screwdrivers. I'm like, the fuck, man. Right. So this thing is still in pieces and I'm just I'm just laying down next to it. And I fell asleep, man. My parents, when they came to the to the apartment, they were like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> there were so many pieces on the ground. They thought I had an accident. <laughs> They're sleeping, passed out next to all these fucking pieces of wood and shit. Oh, man. Ikea furniture reminds me of some ladies that look great before they remove the makeup. Yeah. I don't know. Why does Ikea furniture look so good in the showrooms? It's, 
It's like it's like packaged dreams. You know what it is? You know what it's like? Uh, you guys ever been to a fast food place and you order something off the menu, but then when you get it, it's completely different than what it looked like in the menu? It's the exact same thing, but there's a difference. But there's a difference. The difference is that if your furniture ends up looking like shit, you can't blame Ikea because you're the one that put it together. <laughs> so an Ikea gets away scot-free. Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to accept this return because it looks like shit. Uh, it's your brand. Yeah, but you built it. <laughs> you built it. It's yours. We don't want it now. <laughs> oh, man, you need a master's in engineering to build Ikea furniture. <laughs> That's why it's cheap, because they give it to you in parts. You know, hell, we should come, we, somebody should come up with something like that when it comes to food. You want fast food here? All the ingredients, go cook it. Right, four for four for real. Anyways, guys, I don't know. I, where, do, where can I find the stool? I need a stool for the show. I, I'm just going to get it off Amazon, but who the fuck orders furniture from Amazon? Is that normal? Do people buy stools off Amazon? You, isn't it like, doesn't Home Depot have one? I've tried everywhere. I can't find a stool. Give me a fucking stool, man. It's a piece of wood with a circle on top. Shouldn't be that difficult, right? Can't find it. All right, I'm gonna, uh, uh, now I'm frustrated. Now I feel like venturing out there and finding a stool and get this shit handled already. This is boring. Standing up, I wanna sit down, smoke a cigarette, right? Dim, dim the lights a little bit. Get some neon lights in here. Make it look like a noir film. You know what I'm saying? Make it look nice. Only on Black Friday. Oh, what, when they have the stools? Why? because people need to take a seat after, after fighting somebody over a television instead. <laughs> oh, where are the stool sections? Uh, why? Uh, I think I busted my kneecap fighting somebody coming inside. <laughs> it's Black Friday. I need to relax. Or you can make one. Yeah, I'm not that kind of guy. We were talking about that. Uh, woodworking in high school. Remember that episode? That was fun. Uh, yeah, I never learned how to use any of those tools, unfortunately. I think the, when it comes to using tools, the only thing I'm really good at using is probably like a fork. <laughs> a fork and a spatula. Those are probably the only tools I'm very familiar with. Um, just drive around Miami. There's always like free furniture in the yard. Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. You just drive around those shady neighborhoods. And you're like, oh, look. A stool. Next thing you know, that you're trading a stool for your car. <laughs> oh man, swap meet. You can all, you can find anything there. Where's uh where's the like you mean like the swap shop? Let's see, swap meet Miami. Like oh, like the flea market, Opalaka flea market, uh, Tropicana. Okay, yeah, we'll try the flea market. Yeah, I haven't been to a swap shop in a long time. Man, what goes on in a swap shop? A swap shop is like where people... <laughs> a swap shop is where people just sell anything, right? That's kind of, A swap shop is just a nicer way of saying, uh, uh, instead of Chinatown, like Cuban town, right? Chinatown is a swap shop, right? So the local swap shops here in Miami, they actually call them swap shops. But anywhere else, it's, if it's China... Oh, okay, so it's kind of racist then, right? Anything else... You know, if it's Romanians, if it's Cubans, right? If it's Canadians, it's a swap shop. But if it's Chinese people, it's the China market. <laughs> it's Chinatown. 
hey, we're going to Chinatown where all those Chinese people are and we're going to buy shit off of them. But if we're doing it here in Miami, we're going to the swap shop. You know what? It's just got better marketing. What's up, JJ? Fitness Bay, Lizzie Liz. Here trying to figure out where I can find the stool. All right, let's go ahead and end it here, guys. As you may or may not know, MiamiComedy.com is uh, becoming a virtual comedy club for people like you. So if you like to have a laugh, hang out socially, meet some people online or in person, make sure you visit MiamiComedy.com. And if you'd like to see the virtual comedy club growing, visit MiamiComedy.com slash group. Join the Facebook group because the community is booming. We're putting content out and uh, we almost have a stool. Okay. Once we have a stool, we're just one step closer to taking the show to the next level. So I hope to see you guys there on the progress. All right. And don't forget tonight, if you're listening on a Tuesday, Sweet Caroline Bar, 9 p.m. If you guys want to see live stand up comedy. Monday, we're at Red Bar. Sundays, we're back at Sweet Caroline. And I'm currently working with a couple of venues to uh, perhaps maybe get a Thursday night, maybe a Friday, hell, maybe a Saturday. But most importantly, the Virtual Comedy Club will be bringing you virtual events. Oh, I can't wait to show you guys what I have in store, but do help us bring it up. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great night.